1: happy holidays
2: from
0: amari christian skyler caitlin jordan antonio eddie
2: and the
3: tom sumner program
2: Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm Tom Sumner. We've got a great one today. We're going to talk about um, overcoming overeating during the holidays and throughout the year. Um, it's going to, be, that's going to be tough for me because I'm still trying to overcome all my uh, COVID binging. But uh, we're going to talk in the third half of our three-hour tour with a uh, holistic nutrition researcher, Deborah Keston has a new process and a new book called Whole Person Integrative Eating. Before that, we're going to find out how uh, a little bit about how saints are made from award-winning sports writer for the New York Times, Joe Drape, who has uh, a new book called The Saint Makers Inside the Catholic Church and How a War Hero Inspired a Journey of Faith. But first, we're going to talk about Love, Loss, and Moving On, which is the title of a new book by... Lori Kleiner Eckert, who joins me now by phone. Lori, welcome to the show.
4: Thank you, Tom. I'm so thrilled to be here. What a lineup you have for your listeners this morning. <laughs> That's marvelous.
2: Should should be interesting. And uh, we've got some fun shows coming up for the holidays as well. Um, but, uh, but let's talk about love and loss. Um, this... Um, This is your fifth book?
4: My fourth book. Oh, this is the fourth. This is the fourth book, yes. Yes, all of my work is, uh, I call it motivational in nature and all has kind of Uh, The same MO where I tell the stories of my life hoping other people can glean life lessons from them So that's that's what I'm doing here with love loss and moving on is uh, Modeling the behavior for how to get past a loss Yeah,
2: and and uh, I I can't help you mentioned uh, that your writing is motivational, you're also a motivational speaker, but a former award winning syndicated columnist and i I wanted to mention that because i'm I'm wondering how much is this uh this book and the others that you've written an extension of the writing you did when you were a columnist
4: yeah I, um Really, um, everything that I've done in my career has has been the same thing. It's always telling the stories of of my life and hoping others can glean life lessons from them. So that's what I did. like when i when I was a motivational speaker. I spoke to every kind of group from PTAs to Procter & Gamble. You know, my topic was things like the journey towards self-acceptance and love, getting quiet and listening to your inner voice. I wasn't doing anything that was rocket science. I wasn't doing anything that a million other motivational speakers weren't doing because it was basically telling people you're great just the way you are you know, run with it. I'm okay, you're okay. uh, That's exactly (laughs) it. What made me different is that I am also a quilt artist, and I make quilts with words and symbols pieced into the design, and so I illustrated my talk with my quilts with words. So I know that's a hard concept to understand, so let me just kind of draw a picture for your listeners.
1: Yeah, please. we have a
4: quilt, Quilt, for instance, it says, um, um what does it say my goodness I'm forgetting what it says um uh-huh yeah it <laughs> it says dare to be different my gosh what a thing to blank out on it says dare to be different and on it it has four gorgeous orange butterflies that are flying west and it's got one blue butterfly that's flying east and I always told my audience members that I was the blue butterfly. All of my friends were going by Tuesdays onto the ark while I was alone. But look at this. I'm still beautiful just the way I am. And so I was hoping that they would pick up that message. And that's going back to you also, with you're trying to uh, lose your weight from your COVID binging for your upcoming uh, talk with the holistic nutrition person you're perfect just the way you are Tom just the way you are right now so that that's my message and I'm also a cheerleader saying life can be difficult but you can do it so uh, I've done that in uh, all of my books are the same. My lectures are the same. It's always the same, uh, the same kind of a message. Here, here's, here's what's happening in my life. Here are the stories of my life. Let's see what the life lessons are.
2: Well, I was commenting on the uh, irony of being stuck at home for ten months and boredom eating the entire time while binge watching. Uh, <laughs> Netflix and Hulu and all that kind of stuff and then along come the holidays
4: (laughs) Uh, definitely yeah it's been a really tough year hasn't it and um, Love, Loss and Moving On is about is really a story of personal reinvention Um, but um, here we are all of us thanks to COVID um, reinventing ourselves again sometimes professionally sometimes personally sometimes both and, um, that's difficult, and no wonder we're binge eating and binge watching and binge reading and all kinds of of things. This is a really tough time that we're in
2: it It is a tough time, and now, this book is one where you use yourself as sort of a model, but it has a lesson for other people um on how they might reinvent themselves or um survive we'll say for lack of a better word the loss of a loved one or you know whether it's divorce death or as in my case the natural cycle of relationships right Um, but uh but really is there is there a recommended path to follow Is, is there are there certain steps and things that that happen that happen almost universally to all of us that face one of these uh, situations?
4: Uh, Definitely. So uh, my plan is a two-step plan and I keep it very very simple because when you're going through a rough time your brain's muddled and so you can't you know take on too much. So my plan, as you said, that I model in the book um, is, is two steps. Number one is that you have to have a healthy daily routine and you have to live that routine daily. And number two is you have to take a step a day in the direction of your new life. And this can be a teeny tiny step. And sometimes you're going to find out that it was a misstep or a sidestep. It doesn't make any difference. Just keep taking those steps. So um I, I think that, that, you know, that pertains to every kind of reinvention. And as you said, again, I model this uh, this program in Love Loss and Moving On. But if your listeners want kind of the nuts and bolts of my plan, I send them to my website. Don't get nervous, there's nothing that I'm selling there. Uh, but I write <laughs> blogs, <laughs> write blogs two a month. And if they scroll through my blog, so the website is www.laurikleinerEcker.com. But you, if you scroll through the blogs there, you'll find two side by side blogs. One is called "Reinventing Yourself: A How-To," and the other one is "Step to Step by Step to Reinventing Yourself." So, um, I'm that you know, if they want to just watch me do it, "Love, Loss, and Moving On" is a place to go. If they want the nuts and bolts, the website is there um, to guide them.
2: Now, I have uh, some notes here with, with a few things to talk about. Um, but one of, the, one of the things jumped, uh, uh, actually a couple things jumped off the page at me. One, um, how important humor is while facing a challenge. It sometimes seems like the first thing we lose.
4: I agree with you, but I can't remember who it was. It might have been Carl Reiner, Rob Reiner. I don't remember which comedian, uh, but they said that um, pain plus time equals humor. So I think that that's really true. That we can uh, we can find the humor in pretty much any situation. Um, what readers will find in Love Lost and Moving On is that I have two confidants, uh, my childhood friend, Roberta, and a new friend, Vera, who I met in a cancer caregiver support group, my significant other, big L- was dying of uh, lung cancer. But they're two entirely different people. And when I would tell the same story to each of these confidants, I would tell it differently because Roberta was more studied. And Vera, you always wanted to make laugh. So that taught me right there that any any story, you can find the humor in most stories, and it's a very very important thing to do.
2: And the other thing that jumped off the page, and, and before I get to that, um, I, I just want to go back and mention I, I'm I'm glad you mentioned Carl Reiner because. Uh, he was on the show once I, I did an hour interview with carl reiner and wow it was uh, a, a highlight of the whole history of the show and he passed away this uh past year in 2020 and um i am uh, doing a, a look back uh in the last couple of weeks of the year and uh, carl reiner will be on the show um I'm going to replay my interview with Carl Reiner on Christmas Day.
4: Oh, how wonderful. Okay, make also, a note of that also, to, to uh, that.
2: also included in that is uh, a very interesting conversation with a constitutional law professor about the uh, passing of Ruth Bader Ginsburg and uh, also my interview with uh, Mary Higgins Clark, who also passed away this uh, 2020.
4: Oh, wow. Sounds like some really important shows coming up because it's important to look back and remember all of those wonderful people, too, right?
2: Well, I I also uh, want to make a point um, in the last few shows of the year to uh, point out that there were things going on besides COVID.
4: (laughs) (laughs) You're right. It's kind of hard to remember that, though
2: well i I know i, w- I was looking at uh, i was putting together a couple of highlight shows for 2020 um, that are airing the twenty seventh and twenty eighth and uh, you know that the impeachment um, of of President Trump resolved in 2020 and it seems like forever ago oh
4: yeah, it does yeah
2: and and there were a number of things like that anyway um But the thing that jumped off the page was the pitfalls and rewards of women dating men in their 60s. Now, being a man in my 60s, I have to ask, are you talking about dating men in their 60s or women who are in their 60s dating?
4: Yeah, well, um, let's see. So my publicist put that question together. Yeah. And I really think that the pitfalls of dating in your 60s are the same for men as they are for women. And I think that there's exactly two of them for me, Um, and uh, one of them is that um, you already have this really full life, and so where are you going to fit something else? I mean, I have a full professional life, and I have a, a full personal life. And so where are you going to fit something else? That's number one. But number two, I also come with a lot of baggage. I've got three adult kids and I've got 10 grandkids. And so it's very difficult, I find, to be a girlfriend and a mom or grandma all in the same breath, which takes me back, if I may tell your listeners a little bit about love loss and moving on they'll get a better idea of what i'm talking about okay lori
2: but we have to put a comma here let's pick that up i have to go to break here Um, okay and uh if you could stand by for just a few minutes and we'll we'll pick it up there when we come back
4: thanks i'd be delighted to do that tom
2: okay um my guest is uh Lori Kleiner Eckert, and we're going to let our broadcast partners squeeze a few words in or do whatever they do when we go to break. If you're streaming the show, we have some messages as well. Then we'll be right
1: back. Hello out there, everybody. It's me, Tigger, ti double That spells Tigger. And don't forget to remember to listen to Tom Sumner's program on account
4: of because he's so bouncy. <laughs>
1: Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock Jingle bell swing and jingle bell ring Snowing and blowing up bushes of fun Now the jingle hop has begun Jingle, jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock Jingle bell chime and jingle bell time Dancing and prancing in jingle bell square In the frosty, frosty air to ride the night away. Jingle bells, jingle bells, bells, to go gliding in a one-horse sleigh. Giddy up, jingle horse, pick up your feet. Jingle around the clock. Mix and mingle in the jingling beat. That's the jingle bell rock. Jingle, jingle, jingle. Giddy up, jingle horse, pick up your feet. Jingle around the clock Mix and mingle in a jingle and beat That's the jingle and jingle bell rock Jing jing jingle bell rock one more time Come on and give up jingle horse pick up your feet and jingle around the clock Mix and jingle in a jingle and beat Dance the jingle and jingle bell ride jing jing jingle bell ride.
2: Hey, this is Tom. Most of the music you hear on the Tom Sumner program is provided by local artists. Tune in Fridays for live music and conversation with some of the area's most talented singers, songwriters, and performers. Hi, this is Greg Nagy. Hey, this is Hopper. Hi, this is Joe By from the Blue Lions. Hi, this is
3: Alexander Zonjic. Hi, this is Mark Farner. This is Maurice Davis. Hi, this is Rochelle Ray. Hi there, folks. This is Sweet Willie T. Hey, this is Steve from the Nashville office.
4: I'm Gwen Pennyman Hemptail. Shada Buddy Buddy
3: The Tom
2: Sumner program celebrating the rich talent pool from Flint, Genesee County, and throughout Michigan. from
0: Alicia, Elena, Gabriella, Erica,
2: and the Tom Sumner program. Christmas 2020 may be very different than holidays of old. Christmas Eve on the Tom Sumner Program can bring back some treasured memories with an encore of our Thanksgiving 2020 show featuring all holiday music. And our Christmas music is better than everybody else's because it's local. Let the Tom Sumner Program be your Christmas Eve soundtrack streaming from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern at TomSumnerProgram.com repeating online all day and night. Simulcast on WFOV 92.1. FM in Flint at 9 a.m. and p.m. Happy Holidays from the Tom
1: Sumner Program. We wish you a Merry Christmas from the Tom Sumner Show.
2: Hey, welcome back, everybody. We continue now my conversation with uh, award-winning syndicated columnist, motivational speaker, and author, Lori Kleiner Eckert. Lori, welcome back. Thanks for sticking around.
4: Thank you. Well, I'm delighted to get to chat with you. Thanks.
2: Um, Just before the break, you were just starting to uh, sort of – Give it. It sounded like you were about to give a synopsis of the book "Love, Loss, and Moving," which or "Love, Loss, and Moving On," which is the the title of your your new book.
4: I would love to do that because we've touched on different elements, and your readers, uh, your listeners, have no idea where that all plays into the story of my book. So, yes, I would love to tell them about "Love, Loss, and Moving On" yeah, and the please. title. Uh, The title tells you exactly what your takeaway is going to be from reading the book. Uh, It's a book about love, uh, but it's love the second time around um, when uh, you already have kids and grandkids and that kind of stuff and where it's hard to be a girlfriend and a mom all in the same breath. You said that, but now you know how that fits in. And, um, but when you're in that, and when you're in love the second time around, what happens if the other person puts you in a position to choose between him and the kids, which is what happens in my story. And then the story is also about loss. Um, My significant other, who we called Big Irv, and that'll tell you something about him right there, uh, he (laughs) died of lung cancer. So it's a story about losing a loved one to death, but before he died, two years before he died, I kicked him out of my house I broke up with him even though he was dying of lung cancer so what kind of ogre does that you know certainly not the perennial good girl me so there's a lot of not only grief to deal with but also guilt as I was struggling with the aftermath of this relationship and then there's the moving on how do you do that and I've told your listeners that I have this easy two-step plan um, that I model in the book. Um, but beyond all of that, so there's love, there's loss, there's moving on, but there's also a lot of humor. The, there's the bonus in the book that there's humor, in, and we talked about that, how important um, humor is in getting through challenging times. And so the humor in the book often comes at my expense because when my reality was not palatable, I ran off into fantasy land and I used a crush on British actor Bill Nye as a crutch to get past my loss. So I was just a little bit over the top in my crush on Bill Nye, uh, which gives some humor to the book. <laughs> but what, ha- what happened was that I uh, saw him perform on Broadway, And after his show, I really wanted to stand at the stage door and meet him, but was embarrassed to do that. So I wrote him a fan letter, and Tom, he wrote back. And not only did he write back, but he sprinkled his letter with three X's, which is the international sign of a kiss. So I thought he was experiencing love at first right. (laughs) W-R-I-T-E, and again, we talked about, you know, handling humor through rough times. Well, I went to my two friends that I've told you about, and I said, do you think it's possible that he loves me back? And my more staid friend, my childhood friend Roberta, said, what's not to love? And Vera, the one that's humorous, said to me, do you mean on a scale of zero to none? So uh, she was always the voice of reality. and um, But I think, you know, I think there's a lot of universal stuff in the book. Who hasn't experienced a loss, as you've already mentioned in your intro remarks, and, um, and, who, and who hasn't had a crush on a celebrity, for goodness sake. So it's a fun book. Now that I've told you that, Um, I wanted to go back also to you asking me about the pitfalls and rewards of dating at my ripe old age. I'm 68. Oh my gosh. And I told you the pitfalls, but let's talk about the rewards and remind your listeners also, because this is an important lesson and I always like to give life lessons. Um, That, you know, of course, the reward of a new relationship is someone to love and someone to love you. But for listeners who aren't interested in a romantic relationship, this is a reminder that if you don't have enough love in your life or enough closeness in your life, that you can uh, expand the relationships you already have. You can make new friends. You can uh, make deeper friendships. You can reach out to family members. So that is a wonderful message at this time of the year and a perfect time to reach out. Perfect time to reach out.
2: Well, and a great opportunity to maybe be a better friend to the friends we have.
4: Oh, definitely. Yes. Yes. Uh, You know, just a, it's astounding. You can talk to a friend on the phone. Or you can FaceTime. It's a different thing because if you're talking to a friend on the phone, you or they could be putting away dishes, folding laundry, whatever. (laughs) And if you're doing FaceTime or Zoom, oh, my goodness, you're looking at each other, just like in the old days when you could have coffee together at Starbucks. It's wonderful.
2: Yeah, I I was kind of curious. I've asked a lot of uh, authors this question. Um, This is kind of a tough year. To release a book, um, how has uh, the the pandemic and the the whole notion of sheltering at home and, and uh, curbing travel and contact with other people how, how has that impacted you, Lori?
4: It impacted me or the book it's, or selling a book? I would say it impacted me both. Personally.
2: You know, how has it impacted your work and how is it releasing a book during this time? Because typically you would go out and do book signings and, you know, readings and things and, and that's not possible this year.
4: That's not possible. Yeah. You know, I guess the good thing is that all books have suffered equally. So, you know, it's not like other people are out there promoting and I just couldn't get the gig. You know, we're all right. uh, on the same boat. But when you are um, planning to release a book, you know, it's a very important thing. To have what they call a platform, which is people who know you, to you know have an audience—another word for a platform—and so I've been audience building for several years now. Once I had a manuscript in hand that I was um, wanting to promote, um, I started to to build my platform. So. I, I uh, created a website, and then the uh, web guy said to me, "Now you need to blog regularly to get people to the website, so that when the book is on the website, they'll see the book." And so I started to blog regularly. Then you need to be on, you know, social media to tell people that there's a blog, so they go to the website, so they see the book on the website. So you see, there's all kinds of ways to get the book out there, and I had been building for that for for several, you know, for a couple of years before the book came out. So, and I would I would think others, you know, have as well. So that's how the book has fared through this. And let's be real, a lot of people are reading more. Um, so um, that's true. So hopefully that benefits all all um, all all authors. And as for me, I have been you know how have I handled the pandemic? I have been trying to um and I've been writing about this, so i the blog that I write is a slice of life blog, and I post twice a month sometimes it has nothing to do with the pandemic, but most of the times it does and so a very successful blog that I just wrote, it, it it surprised me that it was so successful, but it was because I had gotten a catalog in the mail um, from a ladies' clothing company, and it looked like nothing had changed. It was like people going to Christmas parties. They had a two-page spread and a little black dress, and I was like, where do these models think they're going? It's the <laughs> pandemic, you know? And so that then got me off into a whole thing about, um, you know, uh, how I have changed. And one of the things I said is, I haven't put on makeup since March. Am I done putting on makeup? Well, Tom, I want you to know, if you do a show on, put, should women put on makeup, you will have a lot of people calling in to talk with you because <laughs> everyone had an opinion. So little things like that, I talk about how I've changed because of the pandemic but larger ways too. So in the you know um, in the early days of the pandemic, when we were so scared, when we were washing washing our groceries when they came in the door, I only had FaceTime and Zoom to be with my grandkids. But guess what? I did story time with them. I did Zoom three days a week. I met with my four grandsons and read them. Two different chapter books, you know, ten pages at a time over weeks. Uh, another grandchild over Facetime. I read her Swab um, uh, one chapter a night. So I I've changed, but I haven't dropped the ball. I haven't said, okay, I can't be with you, so I can't be with you. I have found new ways to be with everyone. And then I wrote, you know, about how all the things that we did, all of the things we did outside in the summer, you know, outside and at a distance to be with loved ones. And then, oh my God, Tom, winter, (laughs) you know, (laughs) what are we supposed to do about winter? So again, if your listeners go onto um, my website, they'll find a blog full of all kinds of ideas of what to do with kids, grandkids, or even with friends via Zoom and via FaceTime. And so I've I've looked I I've, I've tried, you know, to make lemonade out of these lemons and and so that's how that's how I um have changed during the pandemic, which is to say I haven't changed. I've I've found <laughs> I've made lemons, lemonade out of lemons. I've always done that in life.
2: Do you typically um work from home?
4: Yes, as a writer um at home and um I had this um, terrible thing happened in June that I had a water pipe break in my finished basement. Ooh. And so, yeah, terrible. Yeah. But you know what? It had a happy ending because it allowed me to do a little bit of remodeling in the house and I moved my office to a a, a better place. So now I have a wonderful new office and yes, I work out of my house and um one of the, you know, I told you I had this two-step plan for reinventing yourself, and one is to have a healthy routine and to live that healthy routine daily, but one of the steps and one of the parts of having a healthy routine is to get out, you know, to go someplace every day, which is a little bit more of a challenge with the pandemic, but especially for any of your listeners who might work from home, especially because of the pandemic, we really have to get out of the house. I think that's a mental health thing. So I do, I go for a walk. If nothing else, I, I go for a walk, but you have to, have to get out. But yeah, I work from home and it works for me.
1: It well, for
2: me. if, if I, did my reading uh correctly you're in cincinnati
4: yes i am right. um
2: you're a little farther down uh i-75 from me but uh um i i had uh occasion um to drive my significant other sandy up to the uh up to the mackinaw bridge which is mm, maybe a three hour drive three and a half hour drive Um, drove her up there she was me she's got family sons and grandchildren and stuff in the UP and she wanted to go up and uh, visit them and so I drove her to I I drove to the bridge and we met them and she went with them, and I drove back. So I spent seven hours driving to the Mackinac Bridge and back on I-75. I felt like I'd been on vacation.
1: Because <laughs> you got away. <laughs>
2: exactly. And and I got to see, you know, a little countryside and, you know, it, it, something other than the four walls. I always joke at the end of the show, Yeah, you know, there's a little piano music playing, and I say, oh, that's, you know, my reminder to head on down the hall to the living room. Um,
4: yeah. <laughs> so you're out of your home, also recording at this point.
2: Yes, but but the uh, the strange thing about that is I actually started that um, at the beginning of the year before any of the the work at home orders and you know stay at home shelter at uh-huh. home things to happen. Yeah. And so there's two sides to the story. One is I thought I was going to be at least a little bit unique in that I was broadcasting from home (laughs) and then everybody started doing it. Um, But the flip side is that, that I, you know, in many ways I feel kind of blessed because I'm doing what I was planning on doing anyway. So I really don't feel as put out and and as inconvenienced as maybe some people have been.
4: Right. Yeah. Well, you're doing a great job of uh, (laughs) making lemonade out of lemons, but you know, I will uh when I've already gone for a walk, but I need to get out of the house, I will just drive up the main road in Cincinnati Montgomery road, and it goes forever and ever and ever and um and so you don't have to think you just drive, and I'll listen to an, an audio book, and so that's an idea I'm throwing out there for your listeners as well. Now, Love Lost and Moving On is available as an e-book, and it's available as a paperback, but it isn't available as an audio book, so I'm promoting someone else's book, but what a wonderful way to, to listen to a book. is just to go for a long drive, and you get out of the house, and you think about something different. It's wonderful. So I'm so envious that you had seven hours away in a car. That's great.
2: And and I took some some Listening companions along. I, I am a, a a fanatic about um, old time radio plays.
4: Oh, uh, okay.
2: And so um, and we've redone some, um, taken some old uh, scripts that that were royalty free, and uh, and and done some of our own versions. And so I I love listening to old radio theater is my point I guess and so I listened to some of those on the way up and back that was fun
4: well I have to take a spin on your radio plays and tell you that um, about my heartthrob in Love, Loss and Moving On is British actor Bill Nye and he still does radio uh, shows on BBC I mean they're still doing there's a whole series a uh, mystery series that he does so he's right in that ballpark do you think that you're audience did you know bill nye do you know who he is do you think your audience knows or should i tell them
2: you probably should fill us in a little bit because um he's not as familiar when i first uh, first saw or heard the name i was thinking of uh, the american um bill nye the science guy
4: there you have it yes there is a real problem that people confuse bill nye n-i-g-h-y the british actor guy with bill nye nye the science guy and the way you tell them apart is my guy is handsome and adorable and the other guy is not
2: (laughs) well the other guy wears a bow tie
4: (laughs) there you have it (laughs) uh so that's that's some people's taste it can be very cute too you're right but anyway people think that they don't know bill nye the british actor guy but i'm gonna say that many of them Will be surprised to find out that they do because his breakout role in America was in the Christmas classic movie, Love Actually, oh, where yeah. he plays the part. Yeah, he's Billy Mack, the aging rock star, looking for a comeback. He's in the opening scenes of the movie, singing Love is All Around You, trying to sing Christmas is All Around You instead. But he's been in every kind of, uh, of, of movie. Uh, he does video games, voices. He does books on tape. He does animated movies. There's even an action figure in his image for of Victor the vampire from the underworld series so he's done everything so once you know you know him oh my god Daniel really like love loss and moving on because he pops up all over the place in that book doesn't he
1: <laughs> of
2: course the um i, I want to get back to the, you said there there was like a, a two-step thing is that a, is that two-step uh reinvention one size fits all
4: I think it is. I think it is. Um, so again, um, the, the two steps are, number one, you need a healthy daily routine. And this is going to be all the things that people tell you to do. This is good sleep hygiene. This is good nutrition. This is exercising. This is um, being in touch with people. This is making sure you get out of the house every day that you're not a recluse. So it's all of those things. So that's very important. And then it's taking one step a day in in the direction of a new life. So I have to tell you, though, that people have just scads of experience with personal reinvention, that there's both happy reinventions and sad reinventions. So happy reinventions are like when you get married or when you graduate college or when you get the big job or um, whatever, um, but they are still difficult. So there is a Broadway musical called Avenue Q, and the opening line is: an, a young man comes up on stage waving a piece of paper, and he said, "I just got a, a degree in English, a bachelor's degree in English." And the second line is, "What do you do with a bachelor's degree in English?" <laughs> so even so, even this happy reinvention needs help where are we going to go from here this young man needs to take one step a day in the direction of his new life so even so those are the happy reinventions the sad reinventions are uh, breaking up with somebody, the death of someone you love, uh, getting fired from a job, flunking out of school. Uh, there's all kinds. We, But we've done this many, many, many times in life. And our natural inclination, I think, my natural inclination is to stay in bed with the blankets pulled over my head. But you can't do that. So, yes, it is one size fits all. You have to take one step a day. And I'm thinking, so this goes back to COVID, too, with people reinventing themselves professionally and personally because of COVID changes. Um, I'm thinking that your first step is probably going to be to make a phone call or to do a Google search or to send an email. Those are such easy things to do. Uh, So do it. And then you can go back to your regularly scheduled dilly-dallying. However after you do it you might be energized and you might want to go on and do more so isn't that one size fits all isn't that and doesn't that fit everything happy reinventions and sad reinventions
1: yeah i think, I think so. so
2: i've i've often or not often but but i've thought many times over this past year about what it must have been like uh, to have very similar circumstances 100 100 years ago with the uh spanish flu Uh pandemic and they didn't have radio they didn't have television they didn't have zoom and the internet and and you know i think about how lucky we are to be able to continue to communicate um so Uh they're they're there is an upside of this. It it might feel like we're we're being held back a lot, but we really have a lot going for us this time around. Um Lori, I have to take another break here. Do you want to stick around and do another segment? You're so much fun to talk to.
4: Oh, I would be delighted. Thank you, Tom. Yes, I'll be I'll be waiting when you come around.
2: Okay, great. My Thank uh, you. my guest is uh Laurie Kleiner Eckert, author of Love Loss and Moving On. And uh we're going to move on some more into another segment, but in, uh, before that, we're going to let our broadcast partners at WFOV 92.1 FM, our voices radio in Flint, squeeze in a few words or do whatever they do when we go to break. If you're streaming us at TomSumnerProgram.com, we have some messages as well. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Joe By from the Blue Lions, and
0: you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program.
3: We wish you a Merry Christmas, we wish you a Merry
1: Christmas, we wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, good tidings to you wherever you are. Good tidings for Christmas and a Happy New Year. We wish you a Merry Christmas, we wish you a Merry Christmas, we wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. We wish you a Merry Christmas from the Tom
3: Hands, no matter whose they are, can spread the germs of many common diseases. That's why I want you to realize how important it is to keep hands clean,
4: to wash them regularly and always before meals with Lifebuoy,
1: which not only removes dirt, but helps to remove germs. Teach the children this habit. Form it yourself. Always use Lifebuoy for hands and face as well as the bath.
4: How do you do, ladies and gentlemen? This is Bob Hope back once again to tell you it's better to have Pepsodent flowing over your teeth
1: now than to have water running under your bridge later.
0: Happy Holidays! From Haley, Alex, Alexis, Hope!
2: And the Tom Sumner Program. Hey, welcome back everybody. We uh, continue my conversation with um, award-winning uh, syndicated columnist and now author, uh, Lori Kleiner Eckert, author of Love Loss and Moving On. Lori, welcome back. Thanks for sticking around.
4: Thank you. It's so fun to be with you.
2: Sorry to make you sit through those breaks, but, uh, but I appreciate your, your patience.
4: Are you kidding me? I had a good swallow of my coffee. It was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent.
2: Just before the break we were talking about uh you know sort of two steps uh, uh that that you suggest for people who feel the need um or have the need to reinvent themselves um after a divorce, a death or or some other uh Catastrophic occurrence like having the water pipe pipes break in your basement, but um, <laughs> um, but let's let's talk about the the um, the books more the the love loss and moving on. You use yourself as sort of a model that other people can um, can learn from,
4: right? I do, and I um, and I never want anyone to think that I that I think I have all the answers. I don't. I think we all have all of the answers, but I'm there to remind you that you already know. So yeah, I am the model in uh, love loss and moving on. And one of the things I'm showing people, um is to live a a full life and boy does that come in handy you know to think about that during COVID. so the things that i model uh in love loss and moving on is that i I have friends in the book. I already told you I have a, a high school friend and I have a, a new friend that I made in a cancer caregiver support group. Isn't that astounding to make really dear new friends? I was probably 60 when I met Vera. That's, that's encouraging to everyone that you can make friends. And in the book, I traveled. I traveled with my friend Roberta. Sometimes I traveled on my own. Well, travel isn't possible right now, but there are other fun things you can do. But I modeled that experience. I had hobbies. I tried new things. I still worked at my profession. So, yeah, I, I, I model all kinds of behavior that I think are important for people to do. At, at my ripe old age, did you imply also that you might be in your 60s, Tom? Uh,
2: I am, in fact. Um, you
4: are in fact (laughs) people in our age group may be downsizing their homes which is an okay thing to do but you can never downsize your life no no can't do that have to live fully
2: well as evidenced by your love affair with Bill Nye
1: (laughs) there you have it Yeah,
4: (laughs) but you know what Um, when you're going through a rough time Um, you often do weird things. So um, some people might drink a little bit too much or if you broke up with somebody, you might suddenly be promiscuous or something. So Um, So love, laws, and all, uh, moving on, is also kind of a permission slip to be weird when you're going through rough times. (laughs) And it's also reinforcement, a reminder that if you do something weird, you're going to come back from it. So, you know, I didn't get stuck in loving Bill Nye land. I, I used it as a crutch. I mean, I didn't recognize that's what I was doing. But looking back on it, I used that that crush as a crutch to get through the bad time. And whatever you have to do to get through the bad time, go for it. Do it. You know, cut yourself some slack. So, yep, yep, Bill Nye and I, what a team.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you talk about loss and, and some of the suggestions are through divorce, death, or the natural cycle of uh Relationships, some some just come to an end. But do you feel the loss differently if, as in your case with Big Irv, you instigated it?
4: Um, you know, I I guess that that is historically, uh, you know, a, a question being left or leaving. But I'm a very sensitive person, and so uh, loss hits me pretty hard, no matter how it comes my way. And uh, so, in in my case, no, I think I think it's equal. I had um, I had was 10 years with Big Irv. I I was close with his daughter and his three. Uh, grandchildren. I was close with his family. I spent Christmas Eve with them. I, you know, we had lots of traditions built in, so it was still a huge loss and, um, And as your, you know, listeners will see when they read the book, even though we broke up two years before he died, that really wasn't the end of our relationship. And we limped on for one year. And then when he got really sick, he called me and I reentered his life and helped him through to the end. So, but why? Because you love someone. That doesn't end. You know, the situation was untenable. He put me in a position to choose between my kids and him, and I did what I promised him all along I would do, put me in that situation. i choose the kids. So, um, but no, in my case, it was equal pain being the one to leave as opposed to the one left. And then he did leave me. He died. The nerve of the guy. So sad
2: yeah yeah well that's that's uh two different losses in the same
4: relationship it, it is you're right yes it is and um uh as readers will see in love loss and moving on um uh My father had passed away, and the exact day that we decided to put my dad in hospice care was the day that Big Irv got his diagnosis of lung cancer. Mm -hmm. So within a four-year period, there were two major losses in my life. Uh, but I don't, I'm not alone in that. Everyone can tell you that, you know, these things often come in threes. That, you know, we get loaded down with all of it. That makes us really want to stay in bed with the blankies over our head. And maybe <laughs> you can do that for two days, but you've you got to get up and get back to, here's a two-step plan again, Tom, <laughs> the healthy routine and taking a step forward. You've got to do that. You've got
2: to. Well, that's a good note to end on, Lori. and um, I always give guests an opportunity. I know you mentioned it earlier, but I want to make sure you get a chance to let people know where they can find out more about you and about your work, past, present, and future, your ongoing blogs and so on. Um, you want to share the website again?
4: Yes, I would love to. So uh, it's www.lauriklinerecker.com. So your website gives them the correct spelling of my name. And once you get to my website, you will learn all about Love, Loss, Moving On. You will find all of my blogs. I also review lots of books. So if you're looking for a good book to read other than Love, Loss, Moving On, it's there. And don't forget, um, if you want to... A- model how to move on you're going to read love loss and moving on but if you want to learn how to do it the nuts and bolts of it there are two blogs on my website reinventing yourself a how-to and step-by-step to reinventing your reinventing yourself so i hope everyone will visit my website that would be great um
2: well Lori, thank you so much it's been a delight spending this hour with you and uh, i really appreciate it best of luck to you happy holidays and uh, thanks again
4: Thank you. Happy holidays to all and a healthier 2021 as well. Thank you for this time, Tom.
2: All right. Take care. That was uh, Lori Kleiner Eckert, author of Love, Loss, and Moving On. We'll have more of the Tom Sumner program straight ahead.
0: I've got to go away, oh, baby it's cold outside, the evening has been, hoping that you drive so in. very nice, I'll hold your hand. Hey. Just like my mother I, will start to worry. what's your And father hurry? will be pacing the floor. into the fireplace. So warm. really I'd better scurry. Please don't but maybe just to have a drink more. records on I, I Simply must go. Baby, it's cold outside. The answer is no. Baby, it's cold outside. Welcome has been I'm lucky that you dropped so nice in. and warm Look out the window at them my door. sister. Will Suspicious your lips look so delicious. My brother will be there at the door upon a My maiden aunt's mind is vicious lips look so But maybe just a half a drink more such a before. I really can't stay Baby, don't hold out. Ah, but it's hold cold out outside, outside. Is my thing. Baby, it's bad out there. Say what's in this dream. No Came to be head out there. I wish I knew how. start To now, break the spell. I'll take your hand. Your hair looks red. I to say no, no. no my mind's at least I'm gonna say that I tried. I really can't stay. Baby, don't hold out. Ah, but it's cold outside. I've got to go home. Baby, you freeze up.
3: Say, let You pilots, get off of my lawn. We're trying to do a radio show down here. It's a Tom Sumner program, don't you know? Go on, go on, get out of here.
1: It's
3: t-